0: good morning and welcome to the osteopathic center podcast where we specialize in regenerative medicine uh, and, and a couple different other types of medicine that we're going to cover a little bit today this uh, is episode four i'm here in, in our omm room at the miami office where uh, dr garter normally performs manual manipulation which is a, a similar to a softer version of uh, chiropractic kind of manipulation, if you if you want to think of it that way, um, as far as uh, what we've discussed already, you know the first podcast kind of covered overall the generalizations um, of, of, of what we do here. Uh, the second one and the third one both covered uh, specific body parts, specific injuries. You know, the the, the second one was a, a shoulder one. The third one was an ankle review. Uh, and I had a special guest, Dr. Celine Parekh, who is a foot and ankle orthopedic surgeon at Duke who uses a lot of regenerative medicine products. And, and we kind of get an idea of exactly what, um, you know, what he does and, and how effective he's been with regenerative medicine. And and also, you know, shared my thoughts about what other types of of stuff that we've done in non-surgical world. Uh, So if you haven't checked those out yet, please do. Today, we're going to talk about knee injuries, very, very common issue. And I'm going to kind of break it down by different body uh, uh, injuries within the knee. So we'll, we'll start off with quad tendon, which is the tendon that attaches Uh, from the quadriceps muscle to the top of the kneecap. Then we'll move on to the patellar tendon, which attaches from the the, the kneecap down to the lower leg. Uh, Then we will cover what we call the MCL, which is the ligament that runs north to south on the inside of the knee. Uh, LCL is not very common, that's the opposing side, so we won't really cover that today. Uh, Meniscal tears and and meniscus, we will cover that briefly, Uh, very common and an important injury. And then ACL and PCL injuries, as well as what we call the IT band. So each um, each section will, will talk kind of a combination of what you do traditionally uh, medicine-wise and treatment-wise and then what you would expect in the regenerative medicine world. So um, let's get started. So the knee injuries are very common, something we see Pretty much on an everyday basis here regardless if you're a weekend warrior or if you're a professional athlete uh, or if, if you're just a regular person just trying to get around whether it's a, a, a ligament sprain whether it's a meniscal tear whether it, it uh, is because you were running or playing you know, too much sports um, or maybe you slipped and fell and landed hard on it or you just have arthritis in your knee so the knee is very common and very frustrating injury because it, want, it limits your ability to, to really do much. Getting in and out of bed can be challenging. You know, uh, Grabbing something from a shelf can be challenging. Um, getting in and out of your car. Um, all of these things are very frustrating when you have a knee injury because you have to focus on it. You may not want to do your activities or exercises because you're saying, all right, well, this hurts. I don't want to make it worse and I don't want to feel pain. So, a lot of people uh, struggle to get back to normal if they have a knee injury. So, let's talk about a little bit of a, a couple of different types, and then we can talk about how to fix uh, how, how these are fixed. So, the quadriceps tendon is, is, is the quad muscle or thigh muscle comes together and forms a very thick tendon that attaches to the kneecap. So what you have to understand and easy to think of is the kneecap essentially slides in a groove going up and down every time we walk or run or whatever. The quadriceps tendon pulls that kneecap up and the patellar tendon, which is on the bottom part of the knee, pulls the tendon down and they essentially play tug of war. Well, what can happen is you can tear or partially tear that quadricep tendon that attaches from the quadricep muscle, turns into a tendon and then attaches to the bone. This is much more common of an injury in in, in sports. Um, Even even 20 and 30-year-olds can get this injury. Uh, This is a very detrimental injury if uh, it is fully torn because that means pretty much uh, your quadricep uh, muscle is not attached to your knee at all. So you can't pull up your knee and you essentially can't move your knee at all. You are completely immobilized. uh, And if it is in two pieces, meaning the tendon is completely torn off, there's no way to fix that besides surgery, unfortunately. So if we see that there's starting to see some wear and tear of that tendon where it attaches to the bone, then, um, then you want to be aggressive in, in preventing it from fully tearing. Because as I said, once it's torn, it's torn. Uh, I've seen plenty of these uh, more so uh, uh, later in life uh, whether it's from chronic wear or tear, maybe they slipped and fall, and, and that was the that's what they resulted from. But unfortunately, those are the same issue, and they have to go undergo surgery, and that's a very rough rehab. Uh, that takes several months to get back to normal. There's bracing. There's a lot of therapy. It's a rough journey. So um, if you uh, these are relatively easy to see on ultrasound. Uh, it's pretty obvious what normal tendon looks like, and then what abnormal tendon looks like. Um, And then you can use an MRI, that's fine. Uh, MRI will also give you very good clarity. Sometimes uh, it can struggle to differentiate unless it's a really high quality MRI and the radiologist reading it needs to be, uh, you know, really good at what they do as well. But um, for uh, regenerative medicine, you're really going to want to use a a higher level product for these um, because of the importance of this tendon and and really depending on the severity of the tear. Um, you can do prolotherapy, a little sugar water, um, but if it's, a, if it's anything more than a mild injury, you're probably not gonna really make much of a difference. Um, PRP will work um, depending on how bad the injury is and how often you do it. Uh, if you want something to be one and done and, and not uh, have to really worry about uh, hitting it multiple times, then you're starting to look at uh, either bone marrow aspirate uh, from the, the either the fat cells or from the bone uh, or you're looking at amniotic uh, tissue allografting and, and then you can consider axosomes as well. Uh, those are going to be what you're really gonna need to get this to not only calm down, but really reattach and re-adhere and, and provide some quality strength so that you're not worried about that tendon fully tearing. Uh, this is a, a, not a super common injury, thankfully, because it's, it's very detrimental. Now let's go to the other part of the kneecap, in the patellar tendon so the, the patellar tendon is very very common this is classically a runner's knee um, you will feel it underneath your kneecap right after the bone ends you will feel tenderness it can be on the inside of your knee or more in the middle or even a little bit towards the outside um, a lot of us will have a bony uh, kind of uh, protruding uh, uh, where that tendon attaches to the, the lower leg bone uh, and, and, and that is very common. That's where the body essentially it was slowly pulling away and the body just kept adding more calcium. And eventually that calcium solidifies. And now you have this extra bump. I have one. It, it doesn't bother me, but it's because I was relatively active as a young kid and that's the result it played out. Now this uh, patellar tendon injury, whether it's acute tendonitis that just happened, or uh, whether it's chronic wear or tear in the form of tendinopathy or it's a full thickness tear or partial thickness tear. So think of it as a piece of paper and that piece of paper should be completely attached to the bone on on the lower half and attached to the kneecap on the bottom part of the kneecap on the the top part. So uh, traditionally these tear where it attaches to the kneecap and if it is tearing that is going to cause some significant issues uh, and it can be very painful. I did one of these last week uh, that had uh, a pretty much a partial thickness tear of that patella tendon on both sides. So even simple walking, hiking, yoga was very uncomfortable because of the the, the, the amount of pulling and tugging that the, uh, the tendon was required to do. And the tendon still has to translate the same amount of force, but now it only has you know, 70% of a tendon, 60% of a tendon, you know, or whatever, however much that person is dealing with. Again, you can see this really well on ultrasound. Um, uh, it, sometimes you, MRIs will miss this uh, because the, the, the tears or micro tears are so small. Uh, another thing you'll see a lot often is when the tendon tears off of the bone um, or partially tears, the body tries to fix it and you will start to see what we call bony remodeling. So uh, you'll see some some of the bone, uh, it would normally be a flat uh, bone, and now all of a sudden you'll see this little bit of ridges and humps. And that's because the body has tried to reattach any damaged tendon, and it creates like almost like stucco. It just throws another piece of calcium or bone on top of the already layered bone and it's not perfectly smooth. So it's almost like filling in a pothole on the road. It's not perfectly flat with the rest of the road because it happened after the fact. That's exactly what happens in the body. And you can see this in ultrasound really, really obvious. And that means that that tendon has been injured at least once or twice because the body's tried to fix it. Uh, Very similar to the quad tendon, uh, very similar protocols to treat this. <clears throat> Excuse me. This usually responds uh, relatively okay to bracing uh, early, at least early onset um, where, where you can use a brace to decrease the amount of tension that's being put on the, the tendon. Unfortunately, it doesn't work unless you wear it. Um, you can do a physical therapy, and this is very effective for this, uh, but if the tendon is really beat up and torn, um, it, it, the, the therapy is just unfortunately not going to be enough. Um, You can do surgery on this, but usually the surgeons wait until that thing is pretty much fully torn because then they have to decide, well, do I put, do I, do I tear it more and then suture it back to the bone? Like, you know, it, it gets, it becomes a tricky situation. So we have the, the luxury in regenerative medicine to be able to, to literally hit that spot where that tendon is not healthy and is, and is starting to peel away from that bone. And you can aggravate it with the needle tip and then deposit those uh, growth factors, those stem cells or whatever you're using to help reattach the, the tissue and strengthen it, decrease the amount of scar tissue, which is weaker and doesn't have the same flexibility as normal tendon. And then hopefully get you back to 100%. It's not quickly, but uh, depending on which product you use, you will uh, start to see significant progress either over the course of a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Um, you know, the, the higher level, uh, the ones with the higher stem cell concentration, the MSC concentration, will have will be heal quicker. Uh, bone marrow and PRP do cause a lot of inflammation and pain, so they're going to take. Uh, at least a couple of weeks, sometimes a couple of months before they start to finally uh, calm down. But the, the, the progress and in, in, in what it does is very impressive. So let's move over to MCL. So, MCL is the, the ligament that runs north to south on the inside of the knee. This is by far the most commonly injured ligament in the knee. Uh, everybody hears about the ACL, uh, and that's a, a really bad injury, but it's not super common, thankfully. Um, The MCL is very common and if you ever have any tenderness uh, just above the joint line or just below the joint line on the inside of the knee, there's a good chance it's the MCL. Uh, The MCL traditionally uh, buckles whenever uh, we have any force placed on the outside of our knee because that's the goal of the MCL is to prevent collapsing inward. Well, uh, this is very common in in NFL football, or football in general, because players often get tackled on the outside of their knee. And that ligament, is his goal is to prevent the knee from collapsing and protect the ACL indirectly. But unfortunately, if the force is stronger than the strength of the ligament, you're going to tear it. these traditionally are either grade one or grade two Um, uh, grade one is a a mild sprain grade two is a partial thickness tear grade three uh, can happen that's a full thickness tear uh, and and not super common thankfully and those pretty much always require surgery Um, if the tendon is starting to peel away from where it's attached to the bone that can cause some issues and some tenderness and 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 and, and therapy is very effective for this and, and bracing can be very effective Um, But unfortunately, you'd like to ideally attach that bone and and, kind of reassert the strength of that bone. Uh, In the middle of the MCL, it actually attaches to the meniscus a little bit. Uh, So if you tear the MCL bad enough, you can pull a piece of that meniscus off, um, which causes another set of issues. So uh, this is another ligament that we we have a tendency to uh, really uh, affect uh, and, 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 and see often. Um, this is another one that looks really awesome under ultrasound and you can actually do something called a stress test Where you stress the patient's knee? Um, and you can you can measure that with an ultrasound and you can say all right, how much uh, is the tendon? Um, uh, how, how thick is the gap between the the joint? Um, before stress and then you can compare it to after stress and that tells you how weak the MCL ligament is, and you can do the same for the other knee and compare it, or you can do the same for the LCL, uh, which doesn't usually flex as much. Um, And that gives you an idea of how severe that, that how lax that tendon or sorry, ligament is Uh, again, the, the same products we would use, um, you know, you can get away with some of the lighter stuff. If it's mild, uh, if it's, if it's more moderate or you're expected to really going to be pushing this knee, you might want to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, The meniscus is a very common and very frustrating injury. This is usually a sharp sharp stabbing pain. Um, Often uh, a twisting motion is what causes uh, the pain or causes it to to initially happen and to re-aggravate it. Uh, Think of the meniscus as two semicircular rings that kind of kiss but they are not one big piece. Uh, They are thicker on the outside of the knee and then as they go towards the middle of the knee they start to get really thin and eventually uh, lead way to the ACL and the PCL. Um, The issue with the meniscus is that it has a very poor blood supply, so it doesn't heal naturally, um, except for one small outer rim. And unfortunately, most of the injuries don't often occur there. Uh, Think of it as the shock absorbers for your knee. So if we didn't have meniscus in our knee, most of us would have arthritis by the time we're probably 30 or 35 this is that important i like to describe this as almost like you having the shocks for your car and removing some of the shocks for one tire and then expecting that tire not to get beat up from all the potholes and all the bumps that you hit that's the same thing with the meniscus in the knee removing some of that meniscus which is what we call a meniscectomy or a partial removal um, it can help with the pain, but unfortunately you're removing the cushion and expecting the cushion to still function, which obviously can't do as well. Um, there are also small ligaments that hold the meniscus into place called coronary ligaments or there's a couple different names for them. These are often also beat up and we like to inject these to help kind of restabilize that meniscus. That's just another way that we found to be effective uh, to help these meniscal tears. Um, The the meniscus can be injured anywhere from the front of the knee, the inside of the knee, or the back of the knee, Uh, so you kind of have a a bunch of different places. Uh, The front of the knee is much more common and and, and for the most part heals decently. if it's in the back of the knee, these really struggle. And and people hate these injuries. They just don't heal. That's where the meniscus inserts onto the bone. So it's very, very frustrating injury, very painful injury. Anytime someone gets in and out of a car, goes, uh, upstairs, uh, squats. Um, I mean, there's so many movements getting in and out of bed can be miserable because that twisting, Um, it it, it aggravates that meniscus. So in my mind, the meniscus almost sits like a piece of paper. So it wants to be nice and flat. So if that meniscus tears, now think of you have two uneven edges or at least two. Now you may have uh, an an edge where a piece of the meniscus is torn and then flipped up on itself. That obviously causes a significant amount of issues and and often people will describe this as locking or catching and that usually means that the meniscus or a piece of the meniscus is either broken off or or not uh, happy. Uh, The larger the tear or the certain locations of tears unfortunately do not do well uh, conservatively at all and they have to undergo surgery. You can surgically repair a meniscus Uh, Often they will put some uh, regrowth, uh, you know, regenerative medicine products in there after they repair it with sutures. But traditionally, this is only safe for really large tears or younger patients because you have to really immobilize this leg for ideally a couple months would probably be the best case scenario. And that's just not realistic for most people. So unfortunately, if uh, the steroid injections don't work, which they're essentially just calming down the inflammation and, and, and not structurally changing anything, uh, then you decide, all right, what, what else can I do? Um, you can have some of it removed, um, which is that meniscectomy I told you about. Or you can uh, actually put growth factors in there and, and stem cells in there to actually uh, possibly reheal heal and, and, and depending on the severity, uh, calm it down and get it to go away. And we've had a lot of success with that. Um, very frustrating injury, very common injury, but it doesn't have to be uh, that way. You, we we do have very good options for that. The final couple subjects I want to discuss are um, the ACL and the PCL as well as the IT band. So the ACL is, is, is the most important ligament in the knee. The ACL and the PCL uh, crisscross in the middle of the knee. The purpose of the ACL is to prevent the lower leg from coming out in front of the knee. The PCL is is basically doing the opposite. So it's preventing the the lower leg from collapsing backwards. The ACL is a much more common injury compared to the PCL. Uh, ACL tears happen all the time. Uh, Unfortunately, much more common in women. Uh, Statistically, uh, there's a couple different factors for that. Um, But sports uh, traditionally... um, a big role in these tears um, and they are are detrimental to the knee. It's very, very hard for the knee to function without an ACL. Um, There are a couple different options for treatment. It really depends on your lifestyle, what you're trying to do, um, and the uh, the severity of additional damage. If the ACL by itself is torn um, and you're just trying to live a normal life and not be very uh, athletic a very, uh, do a lot of exercise. You can just do uh, rehab and you'll probably be okay. Maybe a little bit of bracing, but if you want to run, if you want to uh, you know, be able to play tennis, um, do really anything um, more than be relatively sedentary, you're probably gonna want to uh, have it surgically repaired. If it's partially torn, we, you, we can save them. Uh, we really haven't seen a full thickness tear uh, fixed with regenerative medicine consistently, maybe once or twice it's been done, but it consistently it's very hard because it's a very thick ligament and you essentially can't rebuild it. You really have to replace it, or at least right now, maybe in the future, we'll be able to rebuild it and, uh, on its own. Um, traditionally, the surgery is, is very challenging. The rehab is, is very excruciating. Um, uh, a return to play is anywhere from nine to 12 months, a very long journey. Um, and unfortunately, there's a mental factor in it as well that players sometimes don't feel confident in that ACL, the new one, for at least another a year, sometimes two. Um, so, so it's a very detrimental injury and it can really derail a lot of people's lives and careers and in and, 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 and sports careers and so on and so forth. Um, the PCL is a much less common injury. traditionally. This uh, gets injured when someone is sitting in a car, usually in the passenger seat, um, and they are rear-ended and their knees hit the dashboard. Uh, so you have to think of the amount of force that that would take to really tear this injury. Uh, you can also do it by kind of running and landing directly on your knees. Um, and that can can also uh, damage the PCL enough to uh, to make it loose and unstable. So a lot of these people, uh, surgery for this is not very common, believe it or not, um, uh, but depending on the severity of, of the injury uh, will depend on how aggressive you need to be. What people with PCL injuries feel is that their knee doesn't cooperate. It, it, they don't feel confident in it and they don't feel like uh, when they take a step that their foot is going to stop. Uh, and their knee just continues to move. and, and they don't and people don't like that feeling. that instability, that unknown is very uncomfortable. So uh, PCL injuries can be very detrimental, very frustrating. Rehab and physical therapy is very effective for these. and we've had some really good luck uh, with injecting these specifically at the base or near the uh, near the actual thick tendon itself. And you see this, uh, you kind of need to use, some of the stronger level stuff, at least PRP, ideally either bone marrow or amniotic tissue allografting, is probably going to have enough growth factors and enough uh, stem cells, mesenchymal cells, to actually uh, get that ligament to, to become stronger and, 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 and get some new blood supply in it and maybe heal to an extent. Um, we've had players that had had multiple injections in the knee uh, of regenerative medicine and go back to playing nfl football and are very effective so it, it's not uh, it's not a death wish uh for a pcl but but it definitely requires some attention um the final injury we'll talk about is what we call the it band or the iliotibial band this is uh, is, is a little bit uh not commonly associated with the knee but it is uh in in our minds and, and, and when you Explain when I explain to you what it is, it makes sense. So the IT band or iliotibial band runs up the side of your leg from your hip to your knee. Um, it's a very thick fascial band, and it uh, for some people, if they run their fingers up the side of their leg, they will have tenderness, and that usually is the IT band. Uh, as the hamstrings get tighter, the IT band gets tighter because they play off of each other. The IT band attaches to the outside of the knee. And as a result, um, it has a tendency to to be very tender if the IT band is really tight. So think of it almost as an elastic band. If that elastic band is really, really constantly under tension, the, the, the attachment point is constantly being stressed and it doesn't like that. So it wants to be kind of relaxed to an extent. And at that point, you can finally... Um, uh, get some relief. So you can uh, inject these uh, at the attachment point. You can break up some of the scar tissue along the IT band with a needle. Uh, You can roll these out. Foam roll these out can be very effective. Physical therapy can also be very effective. uh, Addressing some of the other parts of the leg and knee that may be causing some uh, unnecessary stress on that IT band. Um, but this is a a little bit of a a quirky uh, knee injury that that we do see often but most people don't associate it with the, the knee per se so that just gives you an idea of some of the knee injuries that can be treated with regenerative medicine that we do treat here at the osteopathic center regardless of which location we're at um and and to give you an idea of a little bit about Uh, different types of injuries the severity of them and and how to approach them versus from a from a traditional uh, orthopedic perspective versus a regenerative medicine non-traditional or or sports medicine or orthopedic perspective Uh, if you if you like the video or the audio podcast do me a favor and leave us a review Um, if you're on youtube or one of the video subscribing networks please uh, give us a thumbs up So that other people can share and see this video. And check out some of our other podcast episodes. We will be recording one each week. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of teaching to do. And we love talking about this stuff. Uh, Just to give you an idea of the future of medicine. What we have available. Just in case you're not aware of it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon.